Hello, this is Pastor Brandon Fender, and I'd like to welcome you to another transforming message from right here at Living Way Church. I believe that your life will be impacted by the words you hear today. For more faith-based content, check us out on all social media outlets. Now let's go live into the message. I feel such a, a, a significant, and I, I've used that word now three times, significant move tonight, a, a significant troubling of the waters. But you know what I love about Jesus is 2,000 years ago, that troubling would happen once a year, and it was just the first person that made it to the pool, but I'm here to tell you that God is ready at any moment, at any time, and it's not one of us that are going to be moved tonight, healed tonight, restored tonight, but anybody who has faith tonight in Christ is going to be moved. God's going to do something great, not to even rehash, re, uh, reiterate anything we've, we've talked about. You can go and listen at Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Amazon Play for free anytime. But I want to go to verse 6 of chapter 17. We left off in verse 5 after Jesus talks about forgiveness and talks about offense and all of these things. The, the disciples said this, increase our faith. Three words that would change their life. Increase our faith. There is so many of us here tonight that we've been living for God, living with God for a very long time, but I want to encourage you to never let your faith stagnate. Don't ever stop growing. Don't ever stop seeking. The Bible says if you seek, you will find. If you knock, the door will be open. If you ask, you shall receive. So if you have come a long way in Christ, there is a long way left to go. That's why you are still alive on this earth. But this is what Jesus would reply when they said, increase our faith. Jesus said, if you have faith, as small as a mustard seed. That's why I know it's God that they sang the song tonight, that they sang, and that I'm going to preach what I'm about to preach. If you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Let me just clear up some faith, some faith myths. When you and I operate in faith, we are not telling God what to do. We are releasing God to do what he promised to do. But check this out. Jesus said, if you have faith, as big as a mustard seed, you can say to the mulberry tree, to uproot and be planted in the sea. And the Bible says this, and it will obey you. You can get to a level of faith, church, where the it's obey your faith. Where the doctor's report, that's an it, lines up with your faith. Where the car, that's an it, lines up with your faith. Where your body, that's an it, lines up with your faith. That's why when we talk about faith and we talk about flesh, flesh is always obedient or we are always obedient to flesh if we are not allowing the Spirit and God to work in us. However, when we are standing on the Word of God and we are declaring the Word of God, now the it has to obey us instead of us obeying the it. 
Let me break it down like this. For those of us that used to have an addiction, a physical addiction, that's when we used to be obedient to it. But when we said yes to Jesus and we started living a faith life, we are no longer obedient to it, but it has to bow down to him and is now obedient to us. That's, there's a preacher, I've never met him, and I can't, I know Bishop would know his name, and, and he gets a lot of flack, he's in, I think he's in Louisiana, and he's made a whole ministry saying, money, come. Money, come to me. You say, I don't believe that. Is money in it? See, when we were without Christ, we used to do everything we could to get money. We obeyed it. But now that we have Christ as the foundational cornerstone of our life, we don't have to chase it. It chases us. If you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. Your life's going to change, church, when you quit chasing things and you start chasing God. And when you start chasing God, you're going to look over your shoulder and find that the things that you used to chase are now chasing you. I'm not obedient to it. It is obedient to us. If you don't like the money coming, that's all right. Healing, come. That's an it. It obeys my faith and the word that I have standed on, the word that I have declared, and it will obey you. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, so small as mustard seed, but yours is yet less than the least. But Jesus said, if you have that little faith, you can move mountains, you can move trees. Remember what, what Paul told the Romans. He said, you all have a measure of faith. I want to encourage and inspire those in in the room and online tonight. If you are a believer, you have a measure of faith. Use that measure of faith and make mountains bow down to God's word. Make everything in this world, make everything that you're facing, make it bow to what God has declared. Talking about Abraham here in the last few sessions, and we heard what God said, what Jesus said about faith. He said, I have faith in God. That's Mark eleven twenty two. 22. I just mentioned what Paul would say, that we're all born with a measure of faith. Then we hear what the disciples say to Jesus, increase our faith, which is where we are today. Church, if I could remind you and encourage you, make that prayer a part of your life every single day. Lord, increase my faith. Lord, increase my faith. It should be said 10, 15, 20 times a day. And I shared with the team before we walked out here tonight, I said one of the things is as, as leaders that we need to keep praying is, God, increase my faith for two reasons. God, I don't know what August holds. God, I don't know what's in 2024. So God, make sure that my faith is bigger than my flesh. Make sure that my faith is like David in the valley where I defeat the Goliaths and I don't run from them. That's number one. Number two, God, increase my faith because if I'm going to do what you've called me to do, it's going to take yesterday's faith, this morning's faith, this afternoon's faith, and tomorrow's faith. Increase our faith. Faith produces obedience, not only in you to God, but in it to you. When you wake up tomorrow morning, it's your world. What did God create us to do? To have 
dominion. That is it obeying you. That is it. Doesn't mean we dominate people, but all we do dominate this world. And if they aren't living for God, then the Bible says that the wealth of the, un, of the, of the wicked is laid up for the just. I'm here to tell you it is about to start obeying the word of God that you believe, stand on, and declare. So faith produces obedience from us to God, but also from it to us. It's a cycle, church. The more faith you have, the more obedient you will be in your walk. The more obedient you are in your walk, the more favor you will receive. Favor is not released when you pray a special prayer. Favor is released when we walk in total submission, yielding, and obedience to God. So if you have faith and you want favor, your faith will, will produce obedience, and that obedience is going to have a byproduct called favor. Can I just tell you this? Not that I don't pray for it and not that I'm telling you not to pray for it, but you can get so much faith that has such a work of obedience in your life that favor is a byproduct of. You're going to wake up and say, where did that favor come? It happened because of the obedience to the word of God yesterday or yesteryear. The more faith you walk in, the more favor you receive. The more favor you receive, the more faith you will have. It is a cycle. And if I could encourage you to pray that prayer, increase our faith, but never let the cycle be broken. Let faith produce obedience. Obedience produce favor and favor more faith. If you are living here today, if you're in this room today and you've been living for God for more than just a few months or a few years, I hope that your testimony is, Pastor Brandon, my faith is a lot bigger in 2023 than it was in 2013. I hope that our prayer is, my faith is bigger in July than it was in June. What does that mean that your faith in June produced obedience in June, that produced favor in June, that said, hey, if he's bringing all this favor, I'm going to be more faithful. All of that, the last two and a half sessions to get to Genesis chapter 12, we see Abraham before Abraham. Before his name has been changed, he is simply called Abram. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 is where we'll spend most of our time tonight. The Lord said to Abraham, our Lord said to Abram, go from your country. Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Not that I have shown you. I was telling my kids the other day, y'all remember MapQuest? When we would print out 12 pages of direction like we were Lewis and Clark on an expedition? Now we got that little blue line on an iPhone. We just got to follow it. And we got apps that tell us there's a cop here. There's a, there's a, a, a camera at that red light. Oh, we got it easy now. But because before, uh, before MapQuest, there was an atlas, y'all. And once you unfolded that big boy, you pray that you didn't have a wreck. And you were never going to fold that thing back like it was. But some of us are asking God for the map quest to our future. God, I need you to show me before I leave my house, before I step out into the real world, I'm going to need you to show me where I'm going, the destination. I don't want you to just tell me to go. I need specifics. How many of you can honestly say that you ask God for specifics? I'm going to raise my hand. God, I want to know 
everything. I want to know what's behind door one, two, and three. I want to know what enemy is going to jump out me, uh, jump out at me uh, 10 years from this Thursday at 3 o'clock. I want to know it all. But can I encourage you with this, church? If God tells you everything, it doesn't require faith. If God tells you everything, you are going to lean to your flesh. And remember, your flesh tries to find a way, but never is able to make a way. Faith is when God says go, you just start moving. When God says move out, I'm going to take you to a place that you've never been. You say, God, I'm packed and ready to go. You don't have to have the directions. You don't have to have how long it's going to take you to get there. You don't have to know how many valleys you've got to go. God, if you call me, I will go. That's faith. That's faith. Check this out. The very first word that God spoke to Abraham was go. God's first command was go, which is a move that requires faith. Remember, a move that requires faith is what we call obedience. Some of us want favor with our faith without our obedience. His his favor, our faith, but there's another ingredient missing. Obeying the word of the Lord. Obeying, for those of us that are spirit-filled tongue talkers, obeying the unction of the Holy Ghost. Obeying the Spirit of God, not on a Sunday during offering time, but a Monday when all the hell is breaking loose on the third floor of your job. I want to encourage you, God is looking for obedience. God is not looking for perfection. He is looking for obedience. God is not meant, God is not looking at your ability. He is looking at your yes. He is looking at your go. He is looking at your movement. I've got good news for everybody in the room and online tonight. When God says go, he didn't check your bank account. He didn't check my IQ. He didn't look at my past. He doesn't look at my future. When God says go, you've got enough and I've got enough to put one foot in front of the next. And if I can't walk it, I'll crawl it. And if I can't crawl it, I'll move as much, as little as it might be an inch today, but I'm gonna move further. I'm gonna make, make, I'm gonna blink my eyes if I can't move my body. God, I'm gonna need some help to move, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready. When he says go, he's not looking at anything else. He's looking for yes, but the main thing he's looking for is movement. Because how many of you know a lot of people say yes, but they never move? That's why we say things like actions speak louder than than words. That's why James would argue the point that faith without works is dead. How can I know you have faith unless you go? How can I know you have faith as, as, as for God the provider unless you give? How do I know you hear God unless you pray? How do I know that you you worship unless you sing and make melody to God? It's more than words. It comes down to actions. How do you and I build faith, church? By using faith. There is no such thing as saving your faith for a rainy day. You know why? 
Because even on the good days, I need faith. On the tough days, I need faith. I need faith on the mountaintop, but I also need faith in the valley. I need faith when everybody's cheering me on, but I need faith when everybody's attacking me and putting a knife between my shoulder blades. There is no rainy day faith. There is only day faith. And every day of your life, you and I are going to have to have faith to not just speak it, but to move it. How do you build faith? By using faith. If you're writing down notes, I hope that you'll write this down because it blessed me when God gave it to me. God did not give Abraham directions. God gave Abraham instructions. A lot of us are saying, God, point the direction you want me to go. And God says this, why would I take you someplace there if you're going to continue to be disobedient there? Let me give you instructions because if you have instructions and you obey those instructions and do those things, then I know that I can trust you there like I'm trusting you here. There's so many people that miss out on the favor of God because when God doesn't give them direction and he gives them instruction, well, I don't want to do that. You said I was going to go from glory to glory. Yes, but in between glory is obedience. In between glory is faith. In between glory is somebody that has said yes to God not just with their mouth but with their movement so I want to encourage all of us in the room and online today don't just pray for God's direction pray for instruction because if God can trust you here he will take you there if he can trust you here he will trust you there. I remember when, when, when I, I first got my driver's license, I remember when my, my, my children got their driver's license, the first thing that they asked to do was not go. Uh, they didn't ask to drive to L.A. They started off locally. Can, hey, can, can I run up to the corner store and, and get a Dr. Pepper? Hey, we got two cases right here. Hey, hey can, can I run after church? Can can I go to the Whataburger? Well, I can see the Whataburger from here. That's cool. Because I have to know, can I trust them at Whataburger before I send them to L.A.? Oh, you don't hear me now. Can God trust you where you're at? Well, I, 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 I'm comfortable here. Yeah, but can God give you the instruction where you're at? And you say, God, I'm fine with carrying out the instruction here. I am fine with being obedient here because I know, God, that I'm building trust with you. And remember, you can build trust for years, but it takes years to build trust, but you can lose it in a moment. God, I want to do everything you've called me to do in this season because I have not completed. I can't move to that season until I've completed this season. And if you've given me instruction. There's something left to do at this level before I can go to that level. Don't despise instructions. Instructions come before direction. Not where to go, church, but rather what to do. Not where is he taking me? What is he calling me to do? Could it be, and and I'm just hypothetically thinking now, Could it be that that promotion you've been praying for for six months is on hold because God told you to pray for a coworker? 
and you're the only spirit-filled Christian on that floor. And he said, I need you to pray for them before I put you in the corner suite at the top of this building. I need you to complete where you are. Can I encourage? This should be a completion season for somebody. Tonight, God, my faith is going to finish my assignment here so you can take me to my next. Not where, but rather what. Some of us get so frustrated with God when he doesn't tell us where to go. And God is waiting on us to do the what that he has commanded us to do. Before God can show you the directions to, you must be willing to step out of your from. I was thinking about this this, this week in connection to this. That could it be that where God is taking you to, if he shows you where he's taking you, and he doesn't show you the finished product, that you'll compare where he's taking you to to the almost finished product that you're standing in. Meaning this, you've been here for two years. Your faith has built a nice life here. You've defeated every giant in the valleys of this season. But when God shows you your next, he doesn't show the giants that have fallen. He shows the giants that are living. He shows you the work that it's going to take. And could it be that God is not showing me my next because he can't count on me to move to my next once he shows me my next because I've gotten fat, sassy, and comfortable in my now. So it's not really what he's calling us to. He's like, Abram, I need you to step out of what I've called you from. Are you willing to walk away from that to go to a place that you don't know who's there. Oh, you don't know who's there. Can, can, can I tell you like, like, like they do the first, first day of college? Look to your left real quick. Look at that person on your left. Look to that person on your right. What if they're not in your next? I know some of you are sitting to your next to married people, but what if they're not in your next? What if they can't go where God's calling you to go? What if you're ready to graduate and they're not? What if while they were partying, you were studying? What if while they were just wasting time, you were worshiping, you were praying, you were building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost? What if you're serious about your next and they're wasting their now? Can God trust you with your next? You're going to have to be able to say, God, no matter who it puts me with and separates me from God, I'm going to be a person of faith. And if you've called me there, God, I am willing to walk away from everything and every body.